0: You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this what's up guys welcome to podcast pxn episode 74 i am one of your hosts daniel prindle aka dan is dtm on twitter and i am joined over discord by the pride of playstation sean babiak and the nintendo aficionado Roro. guys we are all three back for the first time and it feels like ages how does it feel
1: feels good reunited and it feels so good well, <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> yeah, thank you i appreciate it guys uh,
0: thank you for the enthusiasm uh thank you to everyone joining us live and participating in the chat just as a reminder we are live each and every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern time on youtube just search podcast pxn and you will find us on there and simultaneously on twitch.tv slash podcast pxn as well The topic of the show this week, guys, is our thoughts on the big Nintendo Direct from today. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Guys, the first item on the PXN News of the Week is Six Days in Fallujah, a game that is based on the Iraq War, has uh, previously been canceled but has come back now. Um, and it, it does have some controversy surrounding it. And it is apparently set to be released this year. Uh, there is actually former Halo developers that are working on this game now, uh, which is Highwire Games. It's uh, Marty O'Donnell's uh, studio that he created after he left Bungie. Um, and there's also a former gameplay designer uh, at Bungie, Jamie Griesemer, I believe, uh, which he's also kind of a... A lead guy over there uh this one's kind of interesting a lot of people have been talking about it in terms of like the politics of it and and uh how this should be presented and what the storytelling should be for this game i'm just interested to see you know if they actually create something that's more historical that's going to like try to show like what happened during this war or is this going to be something uh i don't know more uh, I don't know, unique, I guess. Is it going to be its own story or is it going to be like based on real events? And what do you guys think about the the controversy that that surrounds this, Roro? Um, I, I, I've seen the headlines. I've watched a, a little
1: bit, whether it be from other podcasts and, and stuff like that. Politics and, and war in general isn't usually my forte to talk <laughs> uh, intelligently about. But I've been listening to other people, of of course, people that are of the the people that were involved in the Iraqi war, so brown people, or Arabian people and stuff like that. So like the, Rami Ismail is one of the people on Twitter that was obviously very upset about the, the portrayal of it and how they don't really show the entire story. They're kind of showing the American side, but not what's going on on the other side of it, not the not portraying the atrocities is one of the quotes that I saw as well. Um, so I'm, I'm not really one to to speak on it very much. But I, I do see the criticisms that are being brought up by different people that were probably more affected than I was. Um, hopefully, they can do it well. But it seems like, from what I've read, that they aren't really trying to they literally say here that they're not trying to make a political statement so they're definitely trying to make play it safe hmm. in a situation where they should be showing all sides i think and not trying especially if it's it's uh reality you know they're not trying to make a fictional story it's it's based on something that happened so right
0: yeah yeah fair point uh sean
2: yeah, I mean, it's, uh, one, it's I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with uh, Roro as far as it not really being something that interests me. I'm not into war games really that often. Um, but it just kind of makes me think, uh, like, we, we truly don't know what it's trying to say, but it is probably trying to say nothing. But even games that you don't think are going to say anything, um, I was actually watching, unfortunately, I got sucked into WatchMojo.com today at work while I was bored. <laughs> And, you know, how top 10 lists can just, like, suck you down, like, "Uh, I don't know if I agree with this, I agree with this, yada, yada. But they actually, it was one of the greatest video game moments in the last decade. And number one was actually Spec Ops The Line on PS3. Mm. With that whole reveal, um, as far as you actually being not a good soldier, you thought you were protecting these people this whole time, and you were not. You were a terrible soldier, and it showed, in a sense, like, your running gun mentality was not worth it so could they maybe do something in that vein i honestly doubt it i think they are trying to stay a political as best as possible yeah. but no matter what it's going to be brought up into the fold because just like Roro said there's two sides to every war story regardless if people want to say so or not and the end of the day somebody is a bad guy and a good guy and then the other person's a bad guy and a good guy right and so it's hard to say that i I'll just be curious how it's received. Um, I'm actually kind of thinking too, like, it's probably, in a sense, a lot of these games used to be way back in the day, kind of recruitment tools too. Counter Strike was notorious for being actually a recruitment tool for the army, um, just because they had like, tracked as far as how your motions were and all that stuff. Um, obviously, it became more of an esport than <laughs> a ticket to the military or anything like that but I just find it very interesting that it is coming back after what was the hiatus? Like almost like a year and a half, I think.
0: Yeah, it was a long time. And that's my thing. I don't understand why, (laughs) why was this even brought back? Like, yeah, just make something new or or something different. Like, I don't, I don't see anyone's out there clamoring for this game to come out, you know, like no one's saying, yes, let's get this game. And like so many people I saw on Twitter saying like, oh, but we have, you know, uh, World War II battles that are, are historic where they have Normandy Beach and such. Well, that's a little different because not only was the war different, but also that t- took place like, what, 80 years, 80-plus 80 years ago now? We are literally in this time where this happened. We lived in this time that this happened. Like, I feel like there's a, a certain amount of time that has to pass where you can reflect on what happened in order to tell stories like this, um, I don't. Well, know. we also
2: live in a different age too, where things have changed since the release. I would even say of Modern Warfare, the original, where Modern Warfare, we could, I know, it was a fictional story, but some of, uh, there were some accuracies with as far as how situations would develop and everything. Hmm. We don't live in that world anymore, where you can just essentially be callous to other people's emotions or other people's thoughts. It's not just the world's run by uh, straight white males. And, I mean, they they have to realize that everybody in this world has a voice, as it should be. So I, I truly do think that it'll be interesting to see kind of more or less what review scores say. If this does have some sort of story um, or anything like that, is it? how is it resonating with people? Does it just seem like, hey, America, guns, yeehaw? Or <laughs> is it just something that really tells the story of how a war can be.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Moving on, guys. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and I know this is such a that's I such was a hard cut there but, hard. there, but there's no better way to do that. So <laughs> just cutting it, cutting it at the head there. Uh, Ratchet, no there. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has a release date with the new trailer that reveals June 11th is the launch date. Uh, they also d- detailed some collector's editions digitally and physically, which is pretty neat. Um, but, uh, I thought one thing was interesting. They kind of teased the character, the new character's name at the end of, uh, Insomniac's blog post, which it sounds like it's either going to be like Rosie or Rose, like some kind of play on Rose, um, Rose which, Marie. Rose Marie. yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, would, something I mean, weird. That, that could be it. That could be it. Uh, it's too long. But I'm <laughs> I'm sure you guys are excited for this. I'm very excited for this. Uh, Insomniac freaking knocking it out of the park with Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and now Ratchet & Clank literally, like, what, seven months later? That's insane that we're getting those two high-quality games so close together. And this will be a perfect summer game, I think. Uh, Roro, are you excited to get into Ratchet & Clank again?
1: Definitely. Definitely excited to... Uh booted up when it comes out I wasn't I don't know what I was expecting for a release date it was kind of you know they always had those uh screenshots that people were pulling on Twitter where it, sh- it would show the the release season for a lot of the games and Ratchet and Clank was usually left out of that so I don't know what I was expecting but I don't know why it- June's perfect. I, I just I thought it was coming sooner, but June is perfect and I'm glad it's coming this year at all. So definitely excited to play it when uh, it comes. It looks awesome. Like the the gameplay. Every time they show it, it blows me away. How beautiful it looks and how fun it looks. I'm just excited to see the the new characters, how they're going to interact with uh, Ratchet and Clank. Good. I'm excited to see that side of the story play out more.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say at this point, uh, I mean, we'll go into some another game later on today, but. This is probably my most anticipated game of the year, I would say thus far, um, that now has a release date too, uh, just because of how great it looks. Not, uh, I'm not in love with the collector's edition stuff, especially the digital collector's edition, because it looks like it's the first time that they're offering you a theme on your PS5, and that's only if you get the digital one. So it's like, and I I actually really loved like having themes on my PS3 and PS4. Uh, One of my favorite themes was um, the, there was actually three different themes for Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, that you got with your pre-orders. So I mean, it's just really cool to have that different type of music and stuff. So I'm not a huge fan on that one. But other than that, I mean, I, I can't say enough praise about Insomniac and me just clamoring for this game to play.
0: For sure. Yeah uh i the themes are really cool i absolutely agree with that um i think they've done that recently with uh like even in ps4 gen they gave free themes for games that you pre-ordered but i don't know if it was collector's editions only i can't remember that aspect of it but um it's definitely not something new but yeah it does suck that you can't Most just time
2: you get still got it if you like did a physical edition but they oh, also really? set it on there yeah. and that's that's my only issue is that they don't say it anywhere that you'll get this theme with it and i know you're all digital on your ps5 daniel but obviously i'm not i like physical media still so it's like eh, that's kind of a bummer it, it would be kind of cool to have it but at the same time it's not a deal breaker no matter what i'm getting this game
0: yeah sure um moving on, uh G four has announced the return of Adam Sessler and Kevin Pereira, as well as a Al- a Avil- gosh, I'm butchering that. I wanted to say Olivier, but it's Avilli. Avila? I don't know. And Frostcurin joining them. Uh Sessler and Pereira will be back as the hosts of X-Play and Attack of the Show, respectively. So I thought this was super cool because I loved those shows back in the day when I was a kid. uh, I would always watch X-Play, and they would always have, like, new features on games and stuff like that. And Attack of the Show was always pretty funny with Kevin Pereira. Um, But I guess the only thing that I'm questioning is, is, like, is this going to fit in, like, a 2021 world where you already get, like, instant gratification for news on games from Twitter, from uh, other news sources like IGN, that, that post-breaking news there, is X-Play really going to be something that people really look forward to? Are, are they going to get big exclusives, I guess, is the main thing, um, which I guess they might. Uh, Game Informer still gets some some exclusive stuff for their, their cover articles that they do, so it's possible they get stuff like that. Um, but I guess the other question that I have for you guys is, like, do you guys think that G4 is going to be widely picked up by the cable companies? Because that's the other part of this. Like, the cable companies have to actually provide this this channel, and, and that was one of the reasons why they switched it originally and got rid of G4 was because it didn't have the, uh, the numbers of, of people watching the channel in order to sustain it. So, like, Roro, do you think that we're going to get, you know, this widely available on a lot of platforms
1: uh it's hard for me to imagine this being on on television like now i guess it it was definitely a different time back then and even like you're saying it eventually came off the tvs i think it'll survive or do better just on online like a lot of gaming stuff is these days um i can't in and in uh, vouching for it, I can't think of a lot of channels that do offer this, so maybe there is a market for it. But at the same time, I can't think of a lot of channels that do something like this, so maybe there isn't. So, yeah. i I don't have the same connection that a lot of people and gamers, I, I guess, have to G four because I just didn't watch it when I was younger. But um, I'm always, I am the market for stuff like this. Obviously, I love. Uh, content like this. So I'm definitely excited for when it does come around and seeing so many other gamers excited about it does get me excited as well. But yeah. it being on TV traditionally doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't seem like it'll happen, I don't think. Yeah. I, I'm
2: not, yeah. Sean. yeah. I mean, I, Daniel, I'm in your same boat where I actually grew up watching G4 uh, and I always liked it. Now, I will say, preface, I am not a fan of Attack of the Show. Never was. I just was not. It wasn't anything for me. But I actually really liked X Play with his and um, it was Morgan Cessler uh, and Morgan Webb, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I just really like their interactions with games and uh, generally Adam Sessler, He's kind of he's a little bit of a curmudgeon at times with certain things, a little picky, and I kind of like that because I feel like I'm picky as well when it comes to what I like and what I enjoy as far as games these days. So I'm actually really looking forward to that. But as far as kind of the future of G4 itself and where I see it more or less going is, I either see it being solely internet-based as far as YouTube, maybe even a YouTube, um, was it, YouTube Red, I think it is, or YouTube TV, whatever it's called these days, or possibly getting picked up by some type of streaming service as well. Because I think what they really should, and I hate this, But what they really need to probably lean into is some sort of partnership, especially with that name G4, Mm. with Mm. esports, especially right now with the pandemic hasn't ended or anything like that. And a lot of people are more into games than ever. And they do some esports, some let's play. They become the premier destination on Hulu's app or Netflix's app or something like that to where. Hey, here's a weekly show of our stuff. And I think you have a solid winner on that one. Mm-hmm. Now, would they do it? I don't know. But that's just where I, because everything's going to be streaming. I mean, yeah. we're getting a freaking paramount plus <laughs> thing. I, yeah. I don't understand it, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, cable and satellite is dead. Yeah. Everything is going to be a subscription base. So mm-hmm. kind of where we have to think of where, what's going to be the next step for them. And that's where I kind of see it going.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with both you and uh, Roro. Great point about, you know, it, it's probably not going to land at the cable providers location. Anymore. It's probably going to be a streaming thing. And Sean, like you said, it, it makes a lot of sense that they're going to continue to move forward to this path because it, it's like you said, cables dying every day. Um, more and more people switch. So I don't know. It's very interesting. Uh, Moving on, guys, Uh, we have some remasters slash upgrades that are coming very soon. Uh, Metro Exodus is a free upgrade coming to next gen with 4K 60 frames per second with full ray tracing on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X uh, coming later this year, as well as a PC enhanced edition, which is also a free upgrade as well for people who own Metro Exodus on PC. So, I feel like we talked about last year so many people that weren't giving us free upgrades. Control. Uh, So... what? Nah. They,
1: they gave us PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Oh
2: well. Yeah. Fair, but PlayStation <laughs> Plus isn't free. It's, I know. I, know. Still, but, I was waiting for him to say that part. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, this is great news. Uh, I I really loved uh, Metro Exodus. I I didn't quite love it as much as Last Light, uh, which was the previous one, but still a really good game and it's gorgeous game. And the fact that they're upgrading it even more for next. Year, gen is amazing so definitely can't wait to see what that looks like on next gen uh will this convince either of you to play because i know you guys have not played
2: game pass then yes
0: okay
1: yes as well for uh, for me too and i'm thinking i think isn't one of them on game pass right now i thought (laughs) 2033 was am i wrong on that i'm not sure to be honest okay i think one of them is and i don't know which one it is but um Yeah, all these upgrades are are great. And it's making me feel that I should just wait until I do pick up an Xbox or PS5 in the future and just experience it that way. Because I have a PC, but sometimes it doesn't play it at the best quality. Um, But if I get a a console, I think it'll be just fine. So I'm probably just going to wait to play it. And
2: this does obviously uh, help me want to pick it up, so. Sure. Yeah, your launch library, when you inevitably get the console, oh, going to be like <laughs> giant with it's just hard. all the things you're redeeming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I'm excited, but also scared. <laughs> yeah. Did it you could've. see also that Control announced their fin- Or sorry, uh, Remedy announced their financials yes. and they had their most profitable year in their company's existence, but they didn't release a single game in 2020. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so- Which, I mean, ugh, that right there should show you that they just <laughs> i feel like a lot of people rebought control on next gen because of yeah i don't know that ugh, eh. I've, i have feelings about that john uh moving on to another remaster well slash whatever you want to call it remaster slash upgrade for next gen marvel's avengers yeah, we'll Marvel's Avengers is coming to PS5 and Series X and S on March 18th, which is very soon, just a little little over a month away, a month and a day. Uh and it's coming alongside Hawkeye's new expansion. Uh Roro, I know you've been very very uh high on this game in the past. Uh, you've been You've been uh, high on it before, but uh, will this kind of bring you back to it? Because I know you've kind of wandered away from it lately, but are you interested in this? Obviously, you don't have the next gen, but like Hawkeye's expansion?
1: Yeah, I, I was definitely... When they announced the Hawkeye thing, I was like, okay, I'll tune in and see if I am interested, if I will come back to it. And it looked good. I love this the story that they're doing, but... I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go back. It's and it sucks because, like you said, I was pretty high on it when it first came out, and even a little while after, I was excited to where it can go. And I think I am just in that space right now. I'm I'm, I'm waiting to see where it can go and what they do with it, how they improve it. And I am sure they have made improvements uh, since I played, but I, Hawkeye just isn't enough for me to to go back to it just yet. And hopefully, whenever I do, there'll be more. Stories for me to play, yeah. and maybe I'll beat myself up about it for not playing it sooner. But right now, I', I not not super excited to jump back in just yet.
0: Maybe Black Panther scene because I thought that yeah. they had talked about him, but uh we haven't heard much about him. Yeah, I thought of-
2: that was just the leak that we all saw. I could be wrong, but I thought it was just the leak. <sighs> they never confirmed Black Panther. I thought Hawkeye was the one confirmed. I thought they. See? They did
1: because when yeah. Chadwick passed, yeah. they said,
2: we're going to talk about this
1: later and later still hasn't come yet. Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, we have someone in the chat named, Pit- uh, Matika for friends. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for joining us, Matika. I appreciate it. If I butchered your name, I apologize. <laughs> Please correct me in the chat. Uh, I've already butchered one name in the the news stories already, so uh, it wouldn't surprise me to butcher another. I am terrible at that, but thank you for joining us uh guys moving on, Rainbow Six Quarantine is being renamed, but Ubisoft says that the rumored parasite title that's going around is just a placeholder. What are we doing Ubisoft? <laughs> what's like renaming things recently yeah i like, understand this one though i do
1: understand why they're doing it for this one but yeah
0: yeah well that's actually a good point you said that and i was like i was literally thinking like why are they renaming that but now you just you saying that i'm like oh <laughs> duh because the freaking yeah. the whole pandemic and quarantine okay yeah that mm-hmm. makes sense that's uh, a
2: little bit of negative connotation more <laughs> <further> than ever <laughs> yeah
0: i was literally gonna ask you guys that too like why do you think it's being renamed? You just gave me an answer. <laughs> so, uh, but why? Why in the world? Like, if you're gonna call it, you know, parasite as an internal placeholder, just freaking name it that. Why do we need to change it? Like, it's just like Xbox. They named their their console Project Scarlet. Like, why not just call it Xbox Scarlet? Or why not just call it Xbox uh, Scorpio? Like Xbox One X was. Like. Why do we have all these code names? Just freaking call it whatever I don't know. Uh do you guys think that Parasite will end up being the name, or do you think they're just gonna be like, nope, let's throw that away. Let's come up with some random name.
2: They probably don't care about the name, to be honest with you. Rainbow Six right <laughs> now is just gonna sell. It's it's always sold, uh, for the most part. It's it's still gonna sell whatever they call it. Just make a good game. That's all that matters. Yeah. That Tom Clancy name
1: sells sells a lot. I agree, Close. but uh, I, I, I think they'll they'll stick with it. I, yeah. think with it. <laughs> I mean, what else? What are they going to change it to? What I, I mean, there's an entire dictionary word of names that they could use, but I, I don't know why. Why bother? Like, like Sean says, they they're going to sell no matter what. They change it to. If yeah. they left it at quarantine, it was sold fine. I understand why they changed it, yeah. but if they
0: left it, people would have still bought it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think Yubi just needs to stick to a name, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not change their name to Immortal Phoenix Rising or whatever the heck. From <laughs> it's Like, oh, come on, Yubi. Uh Moving on, we have a few Microsoft stories to round out the news of the week here. Uh, Microsoft has announced a new Xbox wireless headset compatible with Series S, X, Xbox One, and Bluetooth devices. Uh, that includes pc and mobile um i thought this was interesting because it's essentially the headset is essentially matching what playstation had at launch for the ps5 with the um uh the headset i can't think of the name i lost the name 3d audio uh yeah it's called something else though i i'm literally just now pulse Pulse. yes the pulse Mm -hmm. headset Uh thank you. Uh they're both ninety nine dollars. It seems to have a very similar feature set to that. Um the the biggest thing for me is like the features in this seem to be like really good for the ninety-nine dollar price. It looks really good quality as well as it has the ability to you can connect to a Bluetooth device and your Xbox at the same time, which is super cool. So like you could you could have like a Discord call on your PC or whatever and be on your Xbox at the same time and hear both in your headset, which is amazing. Which I know, um, the Steel series, I believe, have the same functionality, but their headsets are like twice as expensive. So, very interested. And I've actually already pre ordered one, guys, because. The reasoning is I have Astros, but they freaking hurt my head. Like, and lately I've been playing a lot of multiplayer games. They're super heavy and it just weighs down my head and it just, it bothers me after multiple hours of playing. So I'm hoping these are supposed to be a lot more lightweight that they'll be, you know, better for that. And I love the pulse headset that PS5 has. So maybe if it compares to that, then I would be excited uh, I know you guys probably aren't gonna buy this, but uh, do you have any thoughts on this?
2: I, like I, mean, the... I already bought the Pulse, so I'm not gonna. I don't need to buy the Xbox, especially when it's my lesser played console. But it's funny that it was teased yeah. uh, beforehand, and none of us really even gave it a second thought. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I'm not really into the. Not that the like I was about to say. I I like the Bluetooth option being able to link it to multiple things that's that's pretty cool yeah. but uh again i'm not the market for this i don't have an xbox yet and even if i did i probably wouldn't buy it just because i'm not into that kind of stuff but yes. i'm fine with like regular headphones and just fine with that yeah of course <laughs> yeah. Uh, i will uh,
2: say if they had a game that had the soundtrack of miles morales and yeah. you had those 3d headphones like with the sound surrounding you i mean that's what made miles morales great game uh no matter what but that sound design and the music was just i don't know it just made you in that moment you like felt i i feel like you felt like more miles morales than you ever did peter parker mm-hmm. with the music and having those headphones when i played it um it was just a uh, outer body experience type thing yeah. yeah
0: you felt exactly like miles morales until you tried to do an acrobatic stunt and then you're like nope i'm not miles morales <laughs> Oh, no, dude. I don't know, dude. I yoga
2: like the best of
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, audio listeners, if you can't uh, see this right now, I'm just a skeptical face right now. I don't know. Uh, moving on to the next story, Microsoft announced uh, new accessibility guidelines for Xbox to help developers with accessibility in games. I thought this was super interesting. They have a ton of stuff uh, essentially a ton of tools that they're providing developers to kind of compare their games and say like, where, where can we improve in accessibility? Um, like one of the points that I'll pull out here, uh, Microsoft is also launching an industry first, a platform provided program that can test Xbox and PC games against the Xbox accessibility guidelines and provide game developers with feedback on how to improve their games. I thought that was very very cool because um, obviously accessibility is a big deal in, in our world today, and uh, having something that you, that essentially tells you what your game is not good at accessibility wise is perfect for developers because uh, it essentially is you know guiding them to what they need to work on. Um, so I thought that was very very cool. Um, RoRo, did you uh, did you like this news or do you, or did you have any thoughts on this news?
1: Just, just that it's great. Yeah, I love <laughs> that, that, they, that they're that they doing this and that more and more companies are starting to uh, put in the effort, I guess, to make their games more accessible for a wider audience because everybody plays games. And I think I've told said this many times before, but I can't imagine what it would be like not to be able to play games like if I lost my sight or if I lost a finger and I just wasn't able to play it like I used to. It's good to know that I would be able to still play them so it would suck not to be able to play this hobby so it's great that they're making it more accessible for more people to have access to
2: it because it is lots of fun yeah absolutely sean accessibility good thing it's always yeah it's always been a controller too that i personally have wanted to try myself as somebody who would be classified as an abled gamer um just to kind of experience what that looks like in that way. Like I know you can obviously switch up your controller points, but that's, it's such a different experience with that thing. And I think it's awesome that developers are now having an easier time to map that and get that out as soon as possible too, for them. So cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Agreed. Maybe, um, maybe uh respawn will uh, use this tool for star Wars, Jedi fallen. <laughs> right, Sean, <laughs> we had this argument already. <laughs> Moving on to our final news story, Microsoft announced that a new FPS boost mode for Series S and X that can double or quadruple some backwards compatible games frame rates without developers intervention. So essentially, this is another tool that Microsoft is adding to their backwards compatibility uh, tool belt, essentially, uh, that allows game, older games to have a super fast frame rate even without the developers even touching the games again, which super cool. Uh, I think they're starting with just like a handful of games right now. I saw Far Cry 4 was one of those, uh, which will run at 60 frames per second. It originally only ran at 30 frames per second, which is very, very cool for legacy games like that because it's just improving the experience. Um, do you guys... Do you guys think that this is something that we're going to see more from Sony on in the future? Like we haven't really seen a ton from Sony in in regards to backwards compatibility enhancements like this. Do you think that they're looking at Microsoft and what they're doing with backwards compatibility and thinking like, can we do these kinds of things on our backwards compatible games? Or what do you guys think on that?
2: I I don't know how much Sony cares about backwards compatibility still. I think they did a lot better so far at the launch of this generation than they did as, as opposed to last. But again, I don't think that's their, their market. They're looking at new experiences and moving forward, whereas I know Xbox or Microsoft in general is in the habit of, like, hey, uh, game preservation. Again, we, we said this before even the consoles came out. No one knows which way is truly the right way as far as the business. Um, it's just interesting that as much similarities as we keep putting on these two companies and two consoles, that you see drastically inside kind of different ideologies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Sony uh, is very uh, nitpicky with what they decide to bring forward and enhance. So I don't see them casting such a wide net like uh, Xbox is doing with a lot of games. Just like let's make it look better. Whatever it is, we're gonna up up the frame rate and all that stuff. I don't think Sony is gonna do stuff like that. And if they they're very uh very particular in which game they pick. They pick like a, a Bloodborne or you know something popular. So I don't see them putting as much effort into stuff like this. Um I think this is awesome though. I love that that Xbox is doing that. The only thing that worries me is uh Sometimes I've seen things online, and I know games are different than animation, but animation is such a huge part of games at the same time, yes. that if the developers aren't involved in this process, there's always the chance that it looks weird, because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people that up Disney animations to like a 60 frames per second on Twitter, yeah. and that always throws me off, like, this looks so weird, it looks too fluid, and in a game, it's it has to feel right as well, so... There's definitely a fine line that they may be treading just by boosting the frame rate. I'm sure they they thought of this as well, but yeah. not having the developers involved in the process is is interesting, but obviously good because they can work on other things. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like on certain games because I know not everything is, should be treated the same way.
0: Yeah, and to your point, Roro, I, I have some background on on something that 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 literally applies to and. And that's Master Chief Collection. When they were going through the process of converting all the older games to 60 frames per second uh, in Master Chief Collection, for a long time, there was an issue with Halo 3's hit detection because the way that the bullets traveled... um, It's very complex, but the way the bullets traveled over 30 frames per second was different over 60 frames per second. And they had to make changes... In the last year actually to actually improve that before that halo 3 was almost unplayable because of the hit detection being messed up from that frame rate difference so you have a great point there in that if the developers don't touch it is it going to cause problems with gameplay and other aspects? Um, yeah. Hopefully they've thought of that. And I'm sure. Right. I yeah, right. I got this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see for sure. And I guess these, these first five games or whatever, will be like the test bed for this to see, see how it goes. So um, moving in to the games we are playing slash what we are working on. I, thought it made sense to kind of combine them just because it's very similar Um, I am currently playing a lot of stuff this week actually I've actually done some new stuff guys Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla I've dove back into that Uh, I've spent like three or four more hours in it I'm still loving that game I can't wait to continue that story and keep going on that Um, and I still love the freaking dice game in that game it's so good like I know they're making a real-world version of it, and if I had some friends, I might actually buy that. No, I'm kidding. I'm not actually kidding. Uh, But I think that would uh, be super cool. Um, And I've also uh, started playing some Nintendo games, guys. You might as well just call me uh, the Nintendo aficionado 2. only if you can say it like twice
2: in a row. Hey,
0: I can now. I couldn't say it the first episode, but now I can say it. Uh, the first episode Roro was on, it was definitely a struggle for me to say aficionado, but now I've got it. But, uh, Super Mario 3D World, I've started playing again. Uh, I played it on Wii U a little bit. I don't know that I beat it. I can't remember. It's been so long, but, uh, I've been enjoying that so far. But the two I really wanted to talk about Super Mario Brothers 35, which is the uh, like Battle Royale Royale esque uh, Mario game. Let me just tell you guys, I am awful at Mario apparently (laughs) because everyone was just destroying me, and I'm like, all right, well. I guess that's over with, but uh, yeah, it was super cool just to see like the enemies go into your world. And then like, if you kill those enemies, you get more time added to your clock, which is super cool as well. So like, I almost felt like if, if you're, if you don't get, get a ton of enemies killed, you literally lose because you run out of time. Uh,
2: Yep, You don't worry about clearing the stages. You worry about the enemy. The stages will come.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting and tetris 99 i will just say that i'm probably one of the worst tetris players in the world and that's coming off of me playing tetris effect uh uh, tetris effect i don't i forgot the name tetris effect maybe
2: is that right are you Uh, talking about the one that launched the xbox and the psv on yes Uh it's called something different on on Xbox Series X, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So
0: I played that and I absolutely loved that and I had a good time with it. And it like it slowly scaled you up. So you're, you know, as you got better at the game, it it made the levels harder and it essentially kept making you better at the game. But me not playing that for a while and diving straight into Tetris ninety nine, my goodness, I got destroyed by people. (laughs) Tetris Effect Connected. Yes, Tetris Effect Connected, yes. Uh And I was just getting destroyed by people like anytime someone I think anytime someone clears a line or something, it adds one to your screen, which is it's just (laughs) madness. And I'm just like, like, there's nothing that freaking makes me more like stressed out than seeing more lines added to my screen. I'm like, no, no, no. no. I I had this perfect exactly the way I wanted it. And you just threw these freaking things in here. Yeah. So I probably won't go back to Tetris, but I'll probably go <laughs> back to Mario a little bit, Mario 35 a little bit. But uh, yeah, that was my experiences this week.
1: Um, yeah, I love those games. I love the Tetris Effect and the Mario uh, 35 game. I'm terrible at the Tetris one, but I got like in the top three for the 35 one once, and I keep beating myself up bad about it because I came so close to first and I could never reach the top three again. It's ridiculous, but it's, it's a super fun game. Um, right now, I am playing Destiny, of course, Destiny. You've never so, played that, right? No, this is my first time playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, of course, the new season was released last week, so they're slowly rolling out some more content. This week, we got an exotic quest, which is something that we weren't expecting to be out so soon, but, of course, I attempted it, and I got to the final boss and just... Died over and over and over again, and there was so much that led up to that. Where you would to do puzzles and pull levers, and so much brain stuff that I had to do to get to the final boss. That quitting out hurt so much because I have to do that all all over again <laughs> to attack the final boss again. Uh, attempt a final boss again, but I'm obviously going to have to go in there with some people because I'm not going to be able to take him out by myself. But that it's a really good mission. It's uh, super. Uh, Invested in the lore, so some really cool story tidbits in there, and the weapon that is being rewarded is really cool as well. So that's something that I've been slowly grinding away at, and that's that's actually it, actually. <laughs> that's, that's what I've been playing. I, I want to play 3D World, hoping to pick it up on Friday, but uh, I haven't picked that up yet. But
2: right now, still just Destiny right now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I finally got to start playing uh, Legends, or Legend of Zelda: Hyrule Warriors. Uh, played for about an hour and a half, and then I was like, I, "I really like this game." And then I was like, "You know what else I really like? Breath of the Wild." <laughs> so I got the great idea to restart Breath of the Wild. Oh no! Uh, so I am one divine beast down, um, and probably about like fifteen hours in. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I got sucked <laughs> back in. <laughs> So, yeah, now I'm playing Zelda again. And I couldn't start my, like, previous save because, like, I literally knew none of the controls. I knew none of the recipes that I knew before. Anything that I had to do, I was just like, I have no idea, so let me start over. And that was a mistake because now I'm just going to play that until the end of time. (laughs) Um, But if you are watching the video, I showed Roro and Daniel already. I did buy the uh, Nintendo Switch Mario Edition uh, that has the red Switch. So super excited for that. And I also got, as well as Daniel, and Rory said you're getting it, Mario 3D World, so I'm looking forward to playing that. Uh, but honestly, this is sad. I haven't turned on my PS5 or Xbox Series X in probably a month now. Yeah. I just don't have the time, so I've just been living in Switch days again. I, ha- I have played as Sephiroth recently, too, in uh, Smash Brothers. Uh, he's a lot of fun. I think I like Cloud better. He moves a little faster with a little bit more precision, but uh several does remind me a lot of like kind of ganon's moves uh as well but yeah breath of the wild i'm pretty much screwed now for a while nice
0: nice that's a lot of stuff guys we actually did good this week i mean like we actually did stuff
2: (laughs) (laughs) don't get used to it right (laughs) yeah
0: oh gosh uh moving into the topic of the show guys the nintendo direct happened today uh there is a lot a lot (laughs) of stuff in here so what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna go over a couple of things that that i highlighted and then you guys can you know decide what you want to Highlight because there's just so much. Like there's no way we would be able to cover all of this. This is just insanity. I'm looking at this. Like my last bullet point was literally me just listing a bunch of stuff because there's so <laughs> much. Um, but anyways, let's start it with this. Breath of the Wild 2 uh news is supposedly being planned for later this year. Oh uh, that was a little bit I didn't expect to see Breath of the Wild 2 here but i didn't expect it to be like later this year like i'm taking this as meaning like the fall they're going to give us news on it which means probably not coming out this year uh does that disappoint you guys or like surprise you guys that we're probably not going to get the game this year after what i guess 4 years now since breath of the wild came out
2: doesn't surprise me i mean even though it is that anniversary and metroid anniversary this year <laughs> Yeah. Um that they should be coming out. It, but it doesn't surprise me. And honestly, I only say that because of the pandemic. I feel like that Nintendo doesn't really give us deep dives into the development process too often, uh, besides Miyamoto playing back behind you on the screen. Uh So I have a feeling that this greatly slowed down because, as we know, in uh, Asian countries, there was a lot more stricter uh, policies when it came to quarantine and lockdown and stuff like that than we had all followed on the West. Um, So I have a feeling that definitely delayed a lot of uh, Japanese games. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I wasn't surprised. Obviously, definitely a bummer that it got what we assume is pushed. They didn't say that, but like you were saying, if they're giving us new information at the end of the month or at the end of the year, close to the end of the year, then it's probably not going to be coming out this year, which it's possible. Sometimes they do that. Sometimes they're like, hey, True. Look at all this new stuff, and it's coming out in a couple of months. They Nintendo's definitely done that, but with such a huge game, I feel like they want to give us a little bit more uh, information before it releases. Yeah. But then again, I, I I don't think they like Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I don't know how much we got a release date before it was it came out, like March. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember how how much time we we were given, but I I don't know if it was huge. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not holding out that it's coming out this year. I'm, I'm in the same position as Sean where I think the pandemic definitely affected development on a lot of their games. And as you were saying, Metroid, Bayonetta, all these games are in, in limbo right now. So, yeah. yeah, just have to wait right now.
0: Yeah, all, pretty much all their big announced games we haven't seen in years, it seems like. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh and but the good news is guys we're we're getting a Zelda game this year, right? Right, right. We're getting (laughs) Skyward Sword HD coming to switch July 16th, 2021. I don't think that this is the Zelda game
2: that people wanted, but I want it. You want it? Okay. (laughs) I if there it's the only 3D Zelda I ever missed out on. Okay. I had sold my Wii Wii uh before this game it came out because I just had no interest. We had a house we up at college at that time, and I never, I never experienced this. I know it has a lot of reliability when it comes to motion control, so I'm curious how it's going to adapt to it on the Switch. Uh, but I'm actually, this was actually my biggest excitement on it because it's like I finally get to experience this game. Yeah, I was, I was in. This, I haven't played it either.
1: I'm in a similar boat where I, I, I do want this game. Yeah. but not over other games. Others of the games. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So that's that's where I was at. I I would love this game in the collection, but it being the Zelda game for the 35th anniversary kind of bummed me out, but I'm definitely excited to to try it. And the and the the motion controls, they're going to use the Joy-Cons for for the sword swinging and the shield and all that stuff, but they also have a uh, button controls too, so if you don't mm-hmm. want to do that, like probably I would not want yeah. to do that. Um they have the. You use the analog stick to swipe up and down and left and right and diagonal instead of using the the Joy-Con, which could be interesting. Maybe I will resort to the Joy-Cons if I don't feel yeah. that feels good. But uh, yeah, we, we shall see. I'm definitely excited to try it out because it is a Zelda that I haven't as well.
0: Yeah, I the the stick just seems weird to me like i get the premise behind it like you have to have certain angles because that game is very designed for that like it it requires certain angles to attack certain enemies but it's just very weird i can't wrap my head around it i guess um does that i guess that means you can't control the camera the camera's going to be automatically controlled because normally that would be your camera um stick. when you
1: you more than likely locking on to enemies, so when you're moving, you're just uh, focusing on them anyway. But yeah, I, I agree. That's going to be weird to to know when you're trying to move the camera and when you're trying to attack someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be interesting to see how they work around that
0: for sure. And guys, it's it's also a game that I haven't played before. But I also well, I but, but I also <laughs> haven't played most of the Zelda games. I've literally only played Ocarina. Majora's Mask and Breath of the Wild. So <laughs> Some good ones though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. I did I did play Wind Waker on GameCube. Uh I didn't play a ton of it though. I only played a little bit. I was so young and I wasn't really too into it back then, but I feel like I would be into it today. I don't know. That one's my favorite
1: that's the one that i would have well, wanted, even though it, it came out on the wii u and it already came out people already played it but that's the one that i
0: wanted
2: in, yeah the hd version made that so much better with the sailing
0: and when he showed when he showed or when he said like oh we have another zelda game coming i was like oh it's gotta be it's gotta be wind waker hd because everybody's been asking for it and then they show skyward sword and i was like "Uh oh this this isn't gonna go too well for <laughs> I've I've seen a lot of people
1: asking for it, so. Fair. But at the same time, I I feel like other people wanted other games instead of this one, like not alone Skyward Sword, but they they did want it, but not just Skyward Sword. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, moving on to our next story. This one, I was a little bit confused at first. I thought we were looking at a Splatoon RPG at first, because like. They were customizing their character, and I was like, wait a minute, is this going to be like an open-world RPG of Splatoon? I was like, okay, I'm kind of interested in this, but like, what is this? And then apparently it's just Splatoon 3, um, and it will return with the 4v4 battles or whatever uh, that the games are known for. I've actually never played Splatoon. I didn't play the first two. um, So I know, Roro, you're very excited about this. Uh, (laughs) Does Splatoon 3 have you over the moon with excitement you know could you could you possibly (laughs) splatoon yourself over the moon oh my my gosh! i'll see myself out now
1: (laughs) (laughs) i yeah definitely excited and the customization is definitely something that has been in the previous games like choosing your hairstyle and what you wear is pretty a pretty big part of the the game like decking yourself out looking fresh is what how the inklings call it i guess but it is a super fun uh, multiplayer game, and probably one of, I guess it it is one of Nintendo's most recent new IPs that has has stuck. And I'm glad that they're still going with it and making more of it because fans do love it. I love it. But when Splatoon Two ended, like with their last Splatfest, obviously player players are dwindling. There's not a lot of people playing. I don't know that maybe there's a lot of people playing. I'm not sure. But it's always good to revitalize the community and get them hyped about something again so when this comes out obviously more people are going to be playing so I'm definitely excited to see where the story goes there is one apparently <laughs> there's a crazy Splatoon lore going on with apocalypses and all that stuff but definitely excited to see uh, what they change what kind of modes they bring to the third one as well so definitely excited to see more
2: of it uh, in the future
0: Wait, Sean are you going to Splatoon some people? You know,
2: um, <laughs> Never was big in it I have played it um <laughs> So probably not, uh, but I do think it's cool the community that they fostered. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, moving on, guys. Uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate is getting some new characters, and uh, they're from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And uh, this is another blind spot for me, so uh, I don't know if either of you can fill in for me, but Pyra and Mithra are joining the cast to Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I'm seeing Roro Shake has had no which means okay. we're in <laughs> trouble because I don't think Sean knows. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I love them. I know of Xenoblade, but I never played... Uh,
1: I started to, and I have to, and it's one of those those games where I'm like, why did I spend $70 on this? <laughs> I, I keep going back to try it because I spent $70 on it. Yeah. I should get my money's worth out of it, but I, it never sticks with me. It's just one of those games that I'm just not into, I guess. But I, I love the characters. The characters look cool and, and fun, so definitely down to to try them out when they release for school
2: sure. for sure yeah i was hoping for a little bit more i don't know what i'm hoping for now from a smash <laughs> game as far as characters uh Sephiroth was huge that i think oh. that's gonna probably be the winner
0: that one blew my mind roro can attest <laughs> i knew exactly who that was right at the start <laughs> You're the worst human being in the world. i no. <laughs> <laughs> um. God, yes. If
2: it was Steve from Minecraft, you'd be okay.
0: I mean, he's already, isn't he in there, right?
2: That's all I was waiting oh, for you God. to say, like, yeah. but he is, he is the best one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, Steve from Minecraft is not the best one. Get out of here. Banjo Kazooie. Uh, <laughs> moving on. This was actually my favorite part of, of the whole thing. Mario Golf Super Rush, which I know there's a lot of Mario Golf fans out there. And I am I know Roro's a, a big Mario Golf fan. Uh, and it has been announced for June 25th, 2021. So very close to our other June games that are coming. Not good. <laughs> We're going to have a busy June. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I thought the coolest part was the speed golf. I thought that looked kind of cool. Uh, so like, it's essentially like a race. You're trying to hurry up and like beat your opponents to the hole, but like do it efficiently, which I think is very fascinating. Uh, Roro, what is that kind of a highlight for you as well? Definitely, yeah. As
1: you're saying, I love the, this the Mario sports games just in general. I love them. Um, but yeah, this was definitely a highlight. I was super excited to see it. Obviously it's not strikers, but
2: thank it is... you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> it's not strikers, but it's a Mario
1: sports game. So I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And the speed, the speed running our speed, um, mode. I don't remember what it was called. Speed golf, I guess. It did look really fun. And like you're saying, you have to do it efficiently. You're not just supposed to just whack your freaking golf club yeah. closer thing. Got to hit it. Hit it softly, hit it hard, depending on where you are. So it did look like a, a definitely a, a fun mode, and I'm super excited to pick it up in in June. Like, as you said, going to be super packed, but definitely going to be one of the games that I, I play during that month, for sure.
0: Yeah, good time for lots of games in the summer. Sean, are you going to
2: play you some Mario Golf? I am, but now Roro literally said what I was going to say, but then him just saying it out loud just made me depressed so i don't want to
0: know <laughs> oh, right is strikers a soccer game i'm assuming
2: oh dude and it's beyond good it was amazing on the wii hmm. why
0: am i not surprised that you love a soccer game sean there yeah. you go freaking <laughs> soccer obsession uh, <laughs> uh this is kind of this is the last one that i had highlighted but Again, you guys look for look at the other ones and you tell me what you want to talk about, because I literally I don't know. There's just so much Uh, project triangle strategy, which that's just a mouthful right there project triangle strategy has been announced for 2022 and there's a demo available today and apparently this is a octopath successor which i never played octopath but a lot of people uh, uh, really enjoyed octopath traveler um are you guys interested in this i know octopath This is very similar to how Octopath was announced because I believe that had a demo that... It announced
2: with a demo as well that carried over onto your save file. Yeah, because I have Octopath. Um, It was a really good and different different type of JRPG as far as the class system and being able to have somebody that has two different classes. Uh, So that was actually really cool to be able to have. Um, I love the art style too with the dynamic thing and also the battle system was really good because it was... It's a turn-based system, but not turn-based system, too, at the same time. Um, So I'm definitely interested. Uh, I won't lie, especially... I I say this after jumping into Breath of the Wild again, but right now, RPGs are very intimidating to me, just with the time that I have. So it might not be something that's on my radar at this point in my time. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I I was definitely... Intrigued by it for sure. I definitely played uh, Octopath Fowler as well. I'm um, same as Sean. I love the battle st- uh, the battle system. Uh, with uh, I forget what it was called, but like you have to use a specific weapon. Like most RPGs and turn-based stuff, where you have to find their weaknesses and based on that, you get an extra turn or you strike them more than once. I think is in in one turn is one of the interesting parts of it.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: but there is, the the art style is beautiful. I love how dynamic that was, as Sean said. And this is definitely similar to how they announced the previous one because they're doing, like, Project Triangle Strategy. And super weird name yeah. that they probably may stick with, like they did with Octopath Traveler. But it's just so weird. Project Triangle Strategy. But there's a demo today, and I definitely want to try it out. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to... to dive into it and see if it'll stick. I love the the imp- improvements that they made on the battle system in this one, how you can like bump somebody over to another person waiting across in the distance and somebody, yeah, it's like a lot more dynamic than, than the previous one. So definitely excited to see how that works.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's such a catchy title, Project Triangle
2: Strategy. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Octopath Traveler, yeah, Bravely man. Default, yeah. Bravely Second. Love this. <laughs> some of these square games are not meant to be like name catchers. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> 365 days
0: times two or oh God. Good K-
1: K- Lord. <laughs> K- K- is the worst with that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ugh. um, okay. Moving into our mass conglomeration of news stories, guys. Uh, I'll just pick one out here. Uh, star Wars hunters announced for 2021. Um, it's a multiplayer game that's being made by Zynga, uh, which is normally a mobile developer. And um, I, I don't know. It's set between episode six and seven of Star Wars. I don't know what this is going to be, but I feel like Zynga, it's probably going to be some kind of, you know, I don't know, microtransaction ridiculousness. Uh, I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll see what it ends up being. We didn't really see a whole lot from it. We just kind of got a trailer of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on Zynga making a Star Wars game? That I don't know. I don't know what this is. I also don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, it, like you said, we didn't see much.
1: Um, it did look like a game that would be exactly as you described, based based on the very little that we saw. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm not. I start, the Star Wars name always intrigues me, but there's also so much crap that goes along with that or so, so many crappy games, like smaller ones, to be exact, that are just bottom-of-the-barrel stuff, so I assume that this might be one of those, but we have to see, we have to wait and see.
0: Sure. Um, are there any highlights that you guys, like, are, is there anything you guys want to talk about that's in this grouping here?
2: The expansion pass for Hyrule Warriors, that's interesting. Okay. I still gotta kind of dive into that, but I was actually not expecting that, given the playable characters, and it's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. And so it is a connected story. So it's like, it's just interesting that they're going to add something else to that. So I'm curious how that goes. And then obviously, and I say obvious, but um, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. This is already on my radar. I loved Ghosts and Goblins as a kid, actually, more Super Ghosts and Goblins, because uh, it was on the Super Nintendo and it's an incredibly hard game to play. Um, this one looks even cooler just with the art style. I know it's basically just a. Remaster version of it, but it is something I'm looking forward to. Nice.
1: Um, yeah, I've got a couple. I can't believe you guys didn't mention DC Superhero Girls, by yes. the
0: way. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding you. I I was waiting for that because I was watching the the live stream and I was like, that is definitely a game Roro is going to play. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, but obviously the Animal Crossing
1: stuff, something that I am super excited for. The Mario furniture looked Amazing. The Animal Crossing furniture and items aren't usually something that you can interact interact with on that level. You could like touch them and they sometimes do a little something. But being able to jump into the warp pipe and actually place another warp pipe on your island and pop out there is awesome. It's really cool. That is and obviously the cool. coins as well, if you pass through the coins, they disappear, and then they reappear after a while. So it's it's really cool. It's next level Animal Crossing uh, items there. So I'm definitely excited to get that on March 1st, I believe, is when that comes out. And it comes with Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Peach costumes as well for your villagers. So definitely really cool. Definitely going to dress all my animals up in those costumes. (laughs) Um, But the other two things are just Fall Guys is coming to the Switch and Apex Legends is coming to the Switch. So those are games that we've been expecting we're going to be there and they're finally coming so that's obviously a a highlight as well that we're finally going to be able to play those there
2: with double xp the weekend that uh apex launches oh nice and it does connect your account too oh beautiful
0: yeah uh, because i think i saw a rumor somewhere that uh the next season of fall guys is gonna launch on uh xbox nintendo switch and like everywhere that's basically everywhere that it's not on right now which is very cool. Uh if that ends up being true. Uh we'll finally get some Fall Guys action across the board, get some cross play. It'll, it's exciting. Um also Hades is getting a physical release is cool too. Cool, yes. And they had some cool stuff in that actually. Like they had a really cool art book in there, like with the different characters. I thought that was really, really cool. Um so yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Very, very cool. Um anything else, guys? before we close the show
2: that is it. nope i'm good oh, oh. oh.
0: wait wait
1: hold the, Sorry. Phone. hold the phone It's i'm not going to take long but i just wanted to no, say the good. famicom detective uh thing is definitely something that's up my alley the the, 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 the what is it called the graph the visual novel detective yeah. thing and there's definitely something th- i try out and there's two of them right they they announced yeah. two of them well, yeah, yeah that's uh, the missing air is one of them, and the other one is called Girl Who Stands Behind. And that comes out in May. So
0: nice. Excited for that. But that's it. That's definitely it. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Sweet deal. All right. No more hold the phones All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. Thank you, Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya.
1: Deuces.